Hey, it's the Ryan Man coming to another Broncos Country Blitz. The Broncos beat the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A. for their first victory at SoFi Stadium since it's been open 24-7 to go to 7-6 on the season. Once again in the thick of the playoff hunt and really a complete team game. Offense, defense, special teams all came to play and the result is a dominant victory. Really, the score doesn't reflect how wide a margin it was between the Broncos and the Chargers on this day. And let's start with the defense. Man, the scheme for this game. Pin your ears back and go after Herbert. We knocked Justin Herbert out. Found out he has a broken right index finger. Never like to see people get injured. But the Broncos just kept coming after him, kept coming after him. There were a few times he just refused to go down. It was on one of those plays that he ended up breaking his finger. And who knows, he might be out for the year. And if he is... Easton slit Easton, Easton stick, excuse me, came in and played admirably for the Chargers. Actually got them moving a little more than when Herbert was in there. And probably good the Broncos saw a little bit of him because he might be who they see when we get to play the Chargers again here in just a couple weeks. And let's just talk about the defense a little more. I mean, pressure, pressure, and more pressure. How far this defense continues to come, how far far it's come to the point where we have to praise Vance Joseph once again I mean we are seeing what Sean Payton saw in him and the calls for his job early in the season and all that I've already issued my apology several games ago I will say it again I was wrong you Vance Joseph is the right guy for the job he is just doing an excellent job getting the most out of these players and yes the defense had to be tweaked a little bit after that Miami game weeks ago we talked about that but it's interesting because you hear them talk that, well, we didn't, even in that game, we didn't feel like we were far off. We weren't far off. And this is kind of what they said they thought they would be the entire time. And, man, it is just a dominant performance. I mean, several sacks yesterday. Everyone got in basically on the party. Zach Allen, again, making his presence known. P.J. Locke, Justin Simmons, Josie Jewell. Jaquan McMillan and Alex Singleton all had sacks. And the Justin Simmons one and P.J. Locke were on the last drive where the Chargers were trying to mount something, or I should say the last significant drive for the Chargers. They were trying to mount something to get somewhat back in the game, even though there wasn't much time left. And the Broncos just said, enough of this. Let's just go after them. And got to stick twice. Nailed on the first time, second time, ball came out, Broncos recovered, Josie Jewell recovered, ball game. And it was just another great performance by that Broncos defense. Now, the Chargers did get seven points, and I think they would tell you this as well. I don't think they lulled to sleep or anything like that, but there was one drive I think the Broncos wish they had back, the Chargers touchdown drive. I think maybe got got maybe got a little too comfortable. You know, you never want to say that, but obviously the Chargers are a professional football team as well. And they're built to fight back. You know, obviously it's the NFL. But felt like we had the shutout there for a while. It really did until the Chargers got that touchdown. And even when Justin Herbert was in there, I mean, if he had played the entire game, I don't think it would have made a difference. It's not like when he was in there, I'm like, oh, man, they, they seem really like they're going to be a big challenge for the Broncos today. Never got that feeling. And, man, when the defense was on the field, again, the Chargers' home is the Broncos' home. So much orange and blue in the stands. Incredible. Broncos country came to SoFi Stadium. 
it was basically another home game for them again. And it was you could just tell. You could just tell with the fan noise when the Broncos offense had the ball as opposed to when the defense had the ball. It was awesome that Broncos country showed up the way that they did. And really, the defense, like I said, just an excellent game. And and it really started with that first interception when Browning tipped the pass from Justin Herbert. Cooper intercepted it, and the Broncos got set up for great field position. The other thing as well is the Chargers, they kept going for it on fourth down and not making it. I mean, you would have thought the coaching staff or something would have given up at some point saying, man, this isn't working. We need to probably not. Nope, just kept going for it. The Broncos defense stood tall almost every time. They may have had one fourth down conversion, maybe, and that's it. And really, the first offensive play of the game, Russell Wilson, ball throws out to Marvin Mims, low and inside, ends up being intercepted. And really, the Chargers were set up to go up 3-0 or 7-0. They chose to go for it, got nothing out of it. Absolutely nothing out of it. And so Michael Davis's interception of Russell Wilson was all for naught. And you really felt like that was like a momentum turn right there. Like, oh man, they could have come away with some points. Some points, chose not to. And then the Broncos get a touchdown shortly thereafter. And you just kind of felt it was over early. I, I talked to a couple people after the game, and, and they said, man, in the fourth quarter or in the second half, it felt a little boring at times. You know what? I will take whatever you call a quote-unquote boring victory because we have dominated the other team. We have a significant lead in the fourth quarter. I will take that every week. Yes, please, go ahead and give that to us. And let's get a little bit on the offense as well. Offense, other than that opening throw, had a solid game, complete balance between the passing and running game. Russell Wilson, big passing plays down the field. The running attack was on point. Javante Williams leading the way. McLaughlin got in the mix. P. Ryan got in the mix, which glad he was able to play. He was a big piece in the passing game, especially on that last drive where he just ate up the clock. And I'll go back to that a little later. But got everybody involved. And I have to mention as well, Lucas Kroll, who we tried to get involved in the Texans game, and Russ missed him on one pass where he's wide open. Don't know if it was designed for him or not. Not this week. Big play down the field. 35-yard pass to Kroll this week. Russell Wilson made sure to catch him this time. And with the other teams in the AFC, the certain ones losing, the Chiefs losing to the Bills, and I'll get to that in a little while as well. I mean, the Broncos are poised to make a playoff run. Yeah, we still have to take care of our business, but last week didn't feel so good. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it. This week feels like we're back on track and then some, and some other teams with the way wins and losses have gone, kind of helping us out in the AFC as well. And let's mention something else. Something else about that defense. They had 68 sack yards in this game. The most in team history. I mean, think about that. The most in team history. That is just awesome. Now, again, the Broncos, this was a complete team game. Team win. But there's still things they can clean up in this game. Jerry Judy had a terrible game. Terrible game. Sure, he wants to just wipe his mind of this game in terms of his play. Had a touchdown where he didn't get both feet down. I don't know what it is with him and toe tapping. He seems to have had the problem for years. Had it again yesterday. And when Russ threw him open on the deep pass, he had the ball in his hands. 
Could have gotten two feet in. Don't know why he didn't. Let's hope Jerry Judy bounces back. But even with his game, Sean Payton goes up and gave him some encouragement. They found a way to get him the ball on a couple of quick screens. I mean, he still got involved slightly, even though he dropped two big potential plays. And just think about if he would have made those two plays. I mean, the score would have been even more of a wide gap than 24 to 7. So, and I like seeing the encouragement from Sean Payton, not not giving up on your guy, going over, giving him that encouragement. Russ, of course, staying positive, trying to keep him in the mix. And let's talk about that deep pass to Cortland Sutton. My goodness. My goodness. That thing was a thing of beauty in the second half. Deep bomb down the field. Russ had plenty of time. Court brings it in with one hand. One hand. And even if he wouldn't have brought it in, he was going to get the pass interference call. So it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter whether he caught it or not, but he still caught it with one hand. And just Russ getting getting plays called into him, working with plays that play to his strengths. And like we said, last week against Texans was a hiccup. That, that's kind of how it looks like with this game. This complete performance against the Chargers. And let's hope we can keep it up against the Lions coming up on Saturday. Now, there were we didn't come out of it unscathed. Benito got injured. We still don't know his status yet. He had a knee injury. Don't know his status. Quentin Miners on the offensive line had an irregular heartbeat. He's already on his way back to Denver, if not already back to Denver. He's expected to play on Saturday. So we still stay fairly healthy, thank goodness. Uh, you know, and that hasn't been the case the last few years. It's really nice to see the team being able to stay cohesive and gel the way they are because we haven't had those slew of injuries that some other teams are starting to have, obviously, as we've gotten into November and December. And the other thing as well, we have to mention, you know, Will Lutz had a good day kicking the ball. Riley Dixon had a great day punting the ball, probably one of his best days as a Bronco. And special teams was just solid in terms of coverage, and and they they just one of their best games as well. So like like I said, just just a great team game, and you know there was the comment made after the Texans game, hey, well you know Sean wants to see big numbers this and that, you know, Russell Wilson twenty one of thirty three for two twenty four and two touchdowns. Yeah, he had that one pick on the low throw, but got over the two hundred yards passing. Team-wise, we outgained the Chargers easy, and we had great rushing numbers as well in terms of getting the splits between Javante, McLaughlin, and Pirine. Not shattering off the page, but it was consistent, and we got the yards when we needed to. And let's talk about that last drive. The last drive, and what I mean is not when they down the ball, just ran the clock out. That last drive, the methodical drive to end the game, just timely passing, Timely rushes. Russ getting a timely run himself up the middle when nothing else was open to make sure we got the first down. And we just sucked the clock up on that final drive to ensure the victory, to ensure there was no chance the Chargers would somehow find a way to get back into the game. And then, to top it off, the great play call. Three backs in the backfield behind Russell Wilson play fake, and he rolls out. He could have ran it in, but he throws it out to Troutman for the touchdown. And, I mean, nobody was around him. Nobody! 
that was just a great play call by Sean Payton. Great play call. And I guess in I didn't I did not actually catch this when I was listening to it, but I guess he had mentioned something that he had seen something with the Chargers a year ago, maybe a little more, that tipped him off that that play was going to work. I mean, that's crazy. That shows you how detailed our head coach is, that he takes something from that long ago and goes, you know what, when we have a chance, we'll run this. That is that is just awesome. That is awesome to have a head coach that is that detailed and has that type of memory. Now, one other thing I want to make sure to go ahead and get to is we, the Chiefs lost to the Bills. So we were within one game of the lead of the AFC West. We have the tiebreaker, I believe, still, from what I understand. I know we do score-wise in terms of our two matchups with the Chiefs. We split the matchups point-wise. We, we won that in terms of the tiebreaker between us and the Chiefs. I believe the other the other records that go into that tiebreaker, I believe we still have uh, the, benef- the benefit on those. But did anybody see? After the Bronco game, the Kansas City Chiefs losing to the Bills and how Patrick Mahomes acted. Y'all see that? If not, you got to go look it up. You've got to go look it up. It was, well, it, I don't know. I it, it was annoying, hilarious. It was a lot of different things. Talk about, boy, someone talking like they are entitled, like a whiny little baby. I, I mean... So, Chiefs had a miracle touchdown, throw it down the field to Travis Kelsey, laterals laterals it back to Tony, runs in for the touchdown, called back because of a pre-snap penalty. Kadarius Tony was offsides. He wasn't offsides by a little, he was offsides by a lot. Now, yeah, offensive offsides, is it called a lot? No. But it was called. He was offsides. That's the rule. He was offsides by quite a damn bit. And... The rule is if you can't see any piece of the ball, that's usually when the officials call it. And I don't see how they could have seen the ball and what he was doing in terms of the official on the near sideline, at least from vantage point on TV. And Patrick Mahomes, class-less, instead of going up congratulating Josh Allen, complaining about the pre-snap penalty Josh Allen, instead of saying congrats, post-game pressers saying how the refs took away greatness and everything. Give me a break. What a whiny little brat. Whiny little brat. Your true colors come out finally when you have to you know, have some adversity in your game, some adversity on your week-to-week schedule. I mean, you want to get technical. You won Super Bowl 57 because of the refs. I didn't see you complaining about that. Penalties, they didn't call that entire game. Started calling on the Eagles. Benefited you guys. I didn't see you going, oh, man, can't call that. Can't call that. That's taking away greatness. Hmm, yeah, because it worked in your favor. And what are you talking about? Post-game presser taking away greatness because of the call. Your guy was offsides. Okay? And guess what? Last I checked, the Bills are no slouches. They have Josh Allen over there. How about the greatness of the Bills getting a win against you in Arrowhead? That should be the storyline. Not about you complaining about the refs, because for once, since I can remember, they actually call the penalty that didn't favor you. Aww. Jeez, you got to be kidding me. It was really ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. I could not believe it. Well, I, could, I, I wish I could say I couldn't believe it, but I always wondered if that was some of Patrick Mahomes' true colors. And Oh, look at that. They came out, showed some adversity, and man, 
No, no praise for the other team. No praise for a good game. They beat you fair and square. No, the refs took away your greatness. Whatever. Okay. Man, what a classless way to act. I mean, let's flip it for a second. Russell Wilson acted like that at any point. I mean, last year was the roughest of his career. And the start of this season wasn't that great either. See him acting like that? Nope. Nope. But boy, Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Entitled. God, give me a break. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. I, I bet you, outside of the KC fans and the bandwagon fans that they have since Patrick Mahomes has come around, I don't think there's anybody left rooting for them this season. Maybe not next year either. Like, give me a break. Give me an absolute break. But back to the Broncos game with the Chiefs losing. Broncos are with one in, within one game of first place. Going to have a tough game against Detroit coming up. After that, the rest of the games, you got to think the Broncos are favored in most of the rest of the games. I mean, you see what the Raiders did? They lost 3 nothing to the Vikings yesterday. We already know what happened to the Chargers. We already know what happened to the Chiefs. It just feels like the Broncos have the momentum. They have figured themselves out. They have figured out what type kind of team they are. And they they figured out through last week's lesson that what their formula is. And they do have a formula. They do have an identity. And unfortunately, you had to go through a little bit of a challenge to, to, to make yourself realize, no, no, we, we need to stick to the formula and the identity that we've come to realize is the 2023 Denver Broncos. And the other thing I've got to mention is the defense just there's so many guys contributing and there's there's people starting to sneak into the mix like Drew Sanders is starting to come in there he didn't look great at the starting of the year either he's starting to sneak in there Mike Purcell just plugs holes in the center I and Jonathan Harris has been coming out more often and making more of an impact I mean there there are just other players that continue to have an additional impact on top of, of the household name, so to speak. It's just it's just a lot of fun to watch. Like, on any given defensive play, you, you're basically telling yourself anybody could make the key play. Anybody could. And really, I mean, our middle linebackers during in this game, Jewel and Singleton, monster games. Monster games out of both of them. Just, just great games out of the both of them. Same with Simmons and Locke on the backside, just... Absolute great games out of the both of them. I know Kareem Jackson's getting ready to come back here pretty soon. I don't see how you put Locke down and put Kareem Jackson back in the lineup. I think P.J. Locke has played himself into that starting position. He, he just seems to have an awareness, speed to him. He can recover really well when he, when he does, when he does you know, have an error or something occurs. And I just don't see how, when Kareem Jackson comes back, you you go ahead and put him down for P.J. Locke. Just can't see that happening. And let's see what happens as we continue to get other people involved on offense as well. Obviously, the running game, we've got it figured out. we got our three-headed monster. we got that figured out. But if Kroll can continue to kind of get in the mix, Dulcich can somehow get back on the field. Maybe Jerry Judy can put together a better game, more complete game. Marvin Mims were finding ways to try to get him the ball a little more. So there are, there are people on the offensive side of the ball that are kind of getting put in the game plan, getting put in the scheme. And I think it's just going to make the offense better down the stretch as well. 
But you got to ask yourself, so who are we riding down the stretch, our defense or our offense? I got to think we're still probably riding our defense, but our offense is no slouch either anymore. And, and, and it's great to know whether the defense or the offense is on the field. You have a feeling we're going to make a play and we're going to find a way to get these games won. It's, it's a fun feeling. It's a feeling we haven't had in the last few years. And it's great to have it back in Broncos country. And just another solid win by the Broncos. Once again, Vance Joseph, an outstanding job. Sean Payton, an outstanding job. And our offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, it's got to be sweet for him. He was made the scapegoat for the Chargers last year in their meltdown in Jacksonville in the playoffs last year. And he's coming and done an excellent job with our offense. Took a while for everyone to mesh, but he is doing an excellent job. Sean Payton with the extra excellent play calling. And really, I mean... Brandon Staley, I don't think he has anyone left to blame at this point. And and going for it so many times on fourth down in this game. He's always kind of been risky, but you know what? At some point you got to take some points. I can't I, I I can't imagine how many points he left out there. I mean, probably minimum nine. You could probably make the case any up to twenty that he left out there by continuing to go for it on the fourth down and not playing field position and complimentary football. I, I don't I don't think Brandon Staley's gonna be around next year for the Chargers. So if they keep him through the end of the year, hopefully we get another win when we see him here in a couple of weeks again. But I I don't know. I just the Chargers the Chargers I, I will give them respect that they have talent. I, I just feel like they're almost in a situation like the Broncos were last year. Maybe maybe not as bad with the Nathaniel Hackett situation, but they've got talent. They've just got the wrong head coach. And and we need to take advantage of that while the Chargers continue to keep the wrong head coach in place. So, once again, the Broncos with a complete game against the Los Angeles Chargers, getting their first victory in SoFi Stadium since it's open, beating the Los Angeles Chargers once again 24-7 to to go to 7-6 and on the season. Until next time, this is the Rye Man with the Broncos Country Blitz. And remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Broncos country and on Twitter at DDCR underscore BCB.